Today, I'm back with my football co-host, Sam Nilsson, to talk about all the games since we last talked to y'all, meaning Mississippi State at home, LSU, and Ole Miss. Sam, let's talk about Mississippi State first. All right, so Mississippi State, homecoming. Big weekend for um, just Alabama school spirit in general. Uh, definitely needed a bounce back after the Tennessee game where a lot of people's kinds of heads were in their hands. Yeah. And yeah. Um, everyone came out. I mean, that's a weekend where you kind of expect a bounce back because you have a lot of alumni coming to town. The team's more motivated. The fans are really motivated to have a good game. It was a night game. Yep. So we've kind of had those all season. Gives the crowd a little bit more time during the day to be incited at night. <laughs> and pretty uneventful game, but real good showing from our defense. The crowd was loud on a couple of moments. And I think a lot of people did a good job of staying for the entire full, full game, four quarters, which is definitely something that uh, is needing improvement. What did you think? Yeah, I felt like everyone, like, seemed to, you know, needed a morale booster after Tennessee, and I feel like it really was a morale booster. Um, it was homecoming, like we said, so the night before we had the bonfire and all the ca- um, all the leadership on the football team came and talked, um, and I think that got people really excited for the game. And it was a night game, so that was extra fun too. Um, I do feel like it was, a, it was a good bounce back, and it was something that we needed, and I feel like after that game we felt like things were looking up. Uh, yeah, things were looking up for about a, well, there was a big break in the season. I mean, you get your bye week after a game like that, where it was like Alabama had just lost on a heartbreaker to Tennessee. They come back, they play a really strong game. Um, I think people were really eager just for the season to continue on. People didn't want to dwell on that Tennessee loss too much. So you had a lot of people that were just, um, trying not to hang their head. And that's kind of what we saw throughout uh, the day, that Saturday of homecoming. Yeah. And then we got down to Dirty Baton Rouge. We were both in LSU. Um, I've determined that I'm not allowed to go to away games. And lots of people messaging me saying, please never go to an away game again. The only two I've ever been to were Tennessee and LSU. Um, had lots of friends who I went to high school with who go to Ole Miss asking me to come to the Ole Miss game. I did not. Yeah, one of my um. buddies had been to Tennessee and LSU, went to Ole Miss with me, broke the curse. But LSU, it was an unfortunate weekend. It's a long drive there, about five and a half hours just yeah. for the weekend. Lots of traffic. Felt really long both ways. Um, and just overall rough weekend, so we'll dive into that. How did your weekend go? Um, I will say, overall, in terms of fun, I had more fun in LSU, in Baton Rouge at LSU than I did in Knoxville. Um, however, I, ha- I do not like Baton Rouge at all. It is horrific. Okay, nobody will ever say to their parents, I really want to go to LSU because I love Baton Rouge. It's not possible to love Baton Rouge. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Um, My experience, Friday, really fun. Had good time. Good food. I welcome that. Had some delicious food. Um, Saturday before the game, fun. However, my biggest takeaway beyond the tragic loss is that that city is so strangely set up and everything is so far apart um so i love to get my steps in 
but there was so much walking and it was wild it is so odd like <laughs> me and some of my friends were like telling the uber we were like just drop us off downtown so we could just go kind of see like what's going on and they're like mm-hmm. what do you mean like downtown you're we like well just where the stuff is where everything is so we're downtown it's uh they have, they have great game day spirit even if their fans are extremely hostile <laughs> um but it's kind of like you'll go to like one food place and then you'll go to get a drink somewhere and it's kind of like oh time to walk one and a half miles across the campus and through the city of baton rouge to go find the drink and then it's back to the stadium another one and a half miles so definitely definitely got the cardio in oh yeah their equivalents what i assume is their equivalents of like the strip which was like tiger 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 land yeah. It was so far from the stadium, and uh-huh. I, I've i never been there, and I don't have any friends that go there, so I was unaware of this, and the Uber dropped us off on what he said was the closest he could get us there, and it was quite literally two miles away, and then we have to walk there, and then I'm like, oh, well, at least we're probably close to the stadium now. No, the, the stadium is off also a mile and a half away, so far, and then after, it, this is my crazy story, after the game, I don't know if you experienced did you, you Uber to the game? Oh, no. Did you say close? Me and my buddies, we were in town, and then we decided to drive home right after the game. Oh, my so, Lord. So, yeah, got home at 4.30. <laughs> okay, I did not do that. Yeah. Um, but I stayed in, uh, long story, but we originally, you know, had a good Airbnb relatively close. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had some people drop out on us pretty late in the game. Um, so I had to, we could no longer afford the Airbnb with who was going and I had to find us a hotel and the closest hotel I could find that was not like $2,000 was a Hampton Inn. That was like a 20 minute drive away. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of my same deal the yeah. night before. So, um, we were pretty far away. We had to Uber in. The I said this Uber dropped us all pretty far away. Whatever. You know, we're having a good time before the game. After the game, we have to get Uber to pick us up. Um, obviously tragic. We're all sad. We're finding a place for an Uber to pick us up, and we I know we're going to have to walk pretty far away to be able to get picked up. Like, I understand that concept. We walked, like, 30 minutes. And then I kept having Ubers confirm with me, and then it would say that they're getting close, say they're getting close, say they're getting close, say they're two minutes away, and they would cancel. I did not get home after leaving the game immediately when it was over, did not get back to the hotel until almost 2 a.m., because no one would pick us up, and we had to walk five miles from the stadium to find somewhere that an Uber could theoretically said they could pick us up. Which I did the math is the equivalent of leaving a game at Bryant Denny Stadium and walking to the Skyland Walmart, <laughs> which is wild and is just not something that would occur in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, the feet. feet. <laughs> We're definitely moving that day. <laughs> uh, heart was definitely pumping from the walking and from the game. Also, there was um, a road that they had, the cops had a bunch of people walking down that was like Jack Warner, like basically a highway. And we there was no sidewalk and it was in the dark and there were no streetlights. And we had to walk on the side of like kind of the highway. It was so dangerous. And I'm not the kind of, I'm not usually, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. Not usually the kind of gal that's like, I didn't feel safe here. I did not feel safe there. Mostly because I was scared I was going to get hit by a car. <laughs> to walk so How many far. times did you get called tiger bait throughout the day? Honestly, only once. I'll only give, once? Here's my thing. 
Maybe maybe they're a little more gentlemanly in LSU in Baton Rouge than they are in Knoxville. I because, got called tiger bait a hundred plus times. Well, you're a, you're a guy. Yeah. I was with two other girls, and when I like, I mean, we talked about Tennessee. When I was in Tennessee, people were wildly mean, like running across the street to street to scream profanities at me and my friend, just like horrible stuff. And I did not really experience that in LSU trying to get home. I think everyone else was also just trying to get home. And so some people said tiger bait. Some people, you know, says, you know, screw Bama, whatever. But no one was, like, saying things particularly offensive to oh, me. It's good for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry that you had that experience. My experience was not as bad in terms of the people. I really, uh, I thought their tailgate setup's really good, though. They kind of do it all throughout campus. You kind of noticed. I took it in. You just kind of have tents uh, full of... Tiger fans, it kind of honestly reminded me a good bit of Bama, where you have like the main quad area where everyone kind of hangs out. Then everyone's obviously cooking up some patented great food that mm-hmm. no one else will know the recipe to. It's like a family secret. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb, say Tigerland, pretty overrated. Yeah, cover, it was, cover pretty brutal. It was not the move. And the uh, ATM did not work very well. <laughs> downtown, though, great time. Uh, they have great spirit. I'll give them that. Is that where the chimes was? Was that downtown? Ooh, I don't even know. There's a place called the Revelry that was uh, kind of like a sports bar and grill that we had a great time at. Good pregame, good atmosphere. People really dress up there, I noticed, for mm-hmm. the games, just like Bama. Obviously, it's their biggest weekend of the year, so they're kind of going to dial it in and get yeah. everything at the top of their game, just like they had on the field. So uh, we'll take it inside the stadium now. Uh enlighten us on how you felt inside the stadium um i feel like the stadium was like relatively similar to brian denny like on the inside i feel like um i was very confused on where i was going and how to get there (laughs) personally Uh, don't know if that was a me problem or that was a stadium problem (laughs) between me you and the people that listen to this podcast i bought a nosebleed seat and just scanned it at the lower bowl and then just walked down with my buddy and just stood right in the front row. So uh, good for uh, you. Great investment on my part. Um, I had a like SEC away ticket like from Alabama, and I was three rows from the top of the stadium. Oh. I am a senior with a hundred and sixty credit hours. Yeah, you're. And I was three rows from the top of the stadium. Yeah, you're just losing to the people who have the graduate credit hours. I was, I was. It was pretty wild. I was very high up. Um, did not love that. Was very confused on how to get to the top. Um, went up about three different ways. So another another way I got a lot of steps in that day. Their fans are way more into it than the fans They're at our stadium, though. I'll give them that for sure. It. They have great fans. Um, it was deafening at specific points Most during definitely. the game, especially towards the end. Um, Similar, definitely similar stadium to Bama. Similar in size, which is probably yeah. the most important thing to having a real good hard game day atmosphere to play in, because there's just so many people screaming. So many people. And especially since it's a night game, uh, people are obviously just fueled by uh, substance, so <laughs> they're more likely just to be impactful on the game. And I think uh, their fans definitely did have an impact on the game. Really hard atmosphere to play in. Absolutely. I feel like it was so loud. Um, and I mean, I was mostly surrounded around Bama people, a couple of LSU people up there, but it was like that way section. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
We were being loud, but definitely not as loud. Uh, definitely, as there was no way we were going to be heard. Definitely a real tough atmosphere. And uh, I, I don't know whether I need to give my therapist, my cardiologist, a call <laughs> after that one. Maybe both of them. Yeah. Uh, whatever an ear doctor is, too, they should yeah. probably get a yeah. ring. Because I don't know, I don't know how we're functioning still after that loss. It took me it took me a few days to personally. It took remember. me more than a few days. <laughs> I kind of just blocked it out and accepted that I had to deal with it for the professional sake of this podcast. <laughs> um, I will say in conclusion, yet another city I plan to never return to. Baton Rouge. Uh, I plan on returning just for the sole sake of I need to see Alabama win a game there. Uh, their stadium their sick. stadium is really awesome, honestly. Yeah. Um, if you can find your way around. Again, I feel like that was probably a personal problem. If you can figure it out. I mean, it's <laughs> definitely, a, it would have been awesome had Bama won the game. Oh, but, yeah. But, uh, you know, season's got to end at some point. But Yeah, and I also don't, I don't feel like if we had won that people would have been really horrible to us. Like, because they've already had, two, I don't know, they've already had two losses. So I don't think, that, and they were like kind of bad. I mean, the, L- the FSU loss was... It was just bad that they lost to FSU. Coming from an FSU fan, it was bad that they lost There's to honestly just... T- it would have been tough on them anyways. Bama's big rival. Especially when you have a game that close that late at night, you're obviously going to have fans that are just really passionate. Yeah. Uh, uttering uh, less than amicable things at each other. Yeah, yeah. But overall, they have a great atmosphere. And I feel like the town... Town vibe kind of goes with the stadium vibe that you get. Yeah. A lot of boisterous people that are just really passionate about their football team. They came out with the win in overtime, obviously, on a tough play. Mm-hmm. And according to reports, there were uh, detections of two earthquakes. So uh, yep. good, good yep. on their fans. <laughs> um, one final conclusion statement about LSU. I did not smell corn dogs. I don't know about you. Corn dogs? What, the, what about corn dogs? I've always been told my entire tenure at Alabama that LSU fans smell like corn dogs. That, yeah. That's what that's what you got. Um, hot dog though, did slap. It was very. Oh, good. I've never had a I've never had a game day glizzy. Oh, that's tough. Now people love a ditty dog. I think they're a little strangely colored. So never not, had one. They I, they're they're better than you would think that the hot dogs at the baseball stadium would be the best because baseball hot dogs the best kind of hot dogs. I think I've had one um, of those. I don't like them at the baseball stadium at they're all. They're also way cheaper though. They I'm are way sure. cheaper. They're, they're way like cheaper. three dollars. Yeah, like that's a deal. Like Brian Denny, they're like eight dog. bucks. Yeah, eight, eight bucks. Um, that's, that's definitely not a deal. I don't know if I was just really hungry, but the hot dog at Tiger Stadium was really, really good. All right, so they're definitely beating us there. Um. Well, how was the food in Oxford, Ole Miss? So, um, I had to I had to make a quick recovery after that LSU loss, <laughs> and I was like, should I go to Oxford? Should I not go to Oxford? You know. Season's kind of on the whims now, on the ropes, but uh, still a lot to play for for the team. I don't know if other fans feel that way, but I was like, I'm gonna be a, I'm trying to be a good fan, so I was like, I'm gonna head over to Oxford, Mississippi. So, hopped in my buddy's Chevy Traverse Saturday morning, and we made it over. It was freezing. First off, it looked very, it, it was very was, cold. Here. It was very cold. Threw um, on some sweatpants, sweater, coat, and warmed myself up with some substance. And then, um, so I was watching the game uh there and that that game was a midday game so not quite as bad in that regard 230 it was kind of refreshing to not be playing at 630 and then have the game end at 11. drive wasn't bad at all over there campus campus is honestly really nice it kind of reminds me of tuscaloosa in the sense that it's like this town sort of vibe where it's 
just like everything centers around the campus. Everything's about yeah. Ole Miss. Oxford's about Ole Miss. I've, I've been to Ole Miss on the campus and I thought it was very cute. I wouldn't want to go to school there, mm-hmm. but I thought it was very cute. I'll give them a lot of credit. They have a lot of local pride at CMs and a lot of alumni that come back for the games. I had no bad interactions with their fans. All their fans were super, super nice. Yeah. Even after the game, everyone was super nice. Um, the Grove is obviously what they're famous for, kind Iconic. of known for. Um, so it was an awesome experience to be out there for a little while. I had a real brief experience out there, though, because we were going into the stadium pretty immediately once we got there. The walk mm-hmm. from the parking deck was about 40 minutes or so, so Oof. it was kind of brutal. But it looked like every, it, it sort of looked like a much more condensed version of the quad where you yeah, have like it's just small. tents that are really, really on top of each other. And it kind of makes like this little, it's like a tailgating village. I was about to use the word village as well. I mean, like I've never been to the Grove on a game day, but I'm from, like I said earlier, like I'm from Memphis and Oxford's only like 40 minutes away. So like people, people who go to Ole Miss from like where I'm from are basically staying at home. So I've, I've heard about the Grove and seen many, many a picture. Like it's super structurally sound too, because there's different walkways and stuff for how you can get from one part of the Grove to another. Whereas Brian Denny, it's just like, you're gonna walk across the grass. The paths are kind of much more like people are just filled up on them. Whereas there it was like, you can easily get from point A to point B. People were offering you food and it wasn't quite like the eccentric cuisine that you would find at LSU where people were just kind of throwing a hodgepodge mm-hmm. into a big pot. <laughs> but definitely uh, definitely something that they take pride in. And I think like that's kind of the main event of their game day. Because if you're not like a student there, it's really difficult to go to the bars because they sell semester passes yes. before the season yes. starts. And it's so like the $40 just cover. Crazy. Yeah, I, I heard 80 to 100 Jeez, Saturday please. and Friday. So maybe was, I'm hearing about cover on a non game day. Yeah, so it was it was something to avoid for us. So we just spent most of the time out on the Grove before heading into the stadium. Uh, what what vibe did you get from watching the game on TV? Um, I had never like paid attention, you know, setting up for the pod. I had never paid attention as much to like thinking about the atmosphere watching a game at Ole Miss and never realized how small their stadium is. It's small. It's only like 60,000 people versus we're so very used to like 115. Death Valley and Neyland are both just massive stadiums. Mm -hmm. So it was definitely a change of pace because even when they were at peak loudness, peak volume in Oxford, it was definitely still manageable and it doesn't seem to have like Mm -hmm. a I wouldn't say it would have an effect on a game like Bryce Young and all the players could definitely still hear so that was that could likely be a tribute or uh contribute to the fact that Alabama didn't have quite as many penalties this week also it looked like it wasn't full yeah I'll I'll give them that I saw a lot I saw a good amount of empty seats before the game there were a lot of empty seats I kind of felt like it filled in but then again it was harder to tell because it, it quickly got dark out and you kind of just had people meandering around the stadium. Um, but yeah, it it's, I watched like a replay and stuff and it sounded much louder on TV than it actually was in the stadium. So I don't know mm, if like ESPN found a way to like kind of pump noise into it, but it was a 
pretty tame fans throughout the game. Much more of a family event than you would see at uh, LSU. Just everyone have a good time. Everyone was having a good time. Made some good friends with the Ole Miss fans. Uh, now I'm upset I didn't go. They were yeah, they were Although, really nice. Although I don't a, think was, anybody wanted me to go. It was a redeeming SEC game day I love experience. To hear that. I love uh, to hear that. One of my best friends from high school goes to Ole Miss, um, and. I had posted from LSU on Instagram, and he com- I was like, I was like, I'm, the, my caption was like, I'm never going to an away game again. Don't worry. And he commented, he was like, just one more hashtag come to the sip. I was like, what I a won't. close game it was, though. I know it was a great game. Had me, had me, bad on my deathbed. I think I'm numb to it at this point <laughs> because I, I like heart wasn't beating fast at all. Just stone cold. I, I don't know. I, I had no expectation. I definitely think my heart would have been beating faster if LSU had lost to Arkansas. Upset that their game was so close and then they still won. They, they were won. playing a backup quarterback or third string quarterback too. So uh, there's a lot. Of, there's not a lot of parity in the SEC West this year in terms of the teams. Like all the teams mm-hmm. are honestly pretty closely matched. Yeah. I think Alabama had the toughest slate of road games that they played this year, considering yeah. almost every good game that they played this year was on the road. Besides A&M, and A&M's kind of turned into just massive dot anyways. It was like A&M's entire season was focused on playing Alabama at Alabama, and they forgot that they also have to play other people. I'm here to call out the Alabama fans, though, for the turnout at the Ole Miss game. Everyone who seemed to have received a ticket or bought a ticket to that game sold it. There was, like, no mm. Alabama fans there. That's tough. It was Capstone men and women, they represented well. Uh, me and a couple of my buddies, and then besides that, it was like a no-show almost. You had a handful of Alabama <laughs> Which is fans. so strange considering it's like the closest one. But like, it's also the, there, there's just so many spoiled fans where it's like, yeah, you're like oh, we're, we're not, we're, we're not, we can't year. make the SEC, so we're out, and let's just it's not like go to the game. It's like we're still going to be in, in a New Year's Six Bowl, and there's other schools that would die to ever get to be in a there New There are some really intriguing potential matchups that Alabama could play in that. I've seen so far... Clemson's a big potential one in the Orange Bowl, and hypothetically, they could play in the Sugar Bowl if LSU falls beneath them in the final ranking, which is definitely possible because LSU would be a three-loss team. And then Bama would likely play TCU or Kansas State, but I'm hoping for the Clemson game. I think the Clemson game could be good. I have also seen some people thinking that Alabama's going to be back in the Cotton Bowl. I've seen that too. Which I am... Love the Cotton Bowl. I would love to go to the Cotton Bowl. I'm going against you on this one. I've been to the Cotton Bowl the past two New Year's, and nothing says, like, meh New Year's, like, hanging out in Dallas. Dude, I I love Jerry World. I think that place is so nice. I'm all down for the Cotton Bowl. I went to the Cotton Bowl in 2019. For when, the, when Memphis was in the Cotton Bowl, a team that was really insanely excited to be in a New Year's Six game. Um, and... I went last year for the CFP, and I think the Cotton Bowl is really fun. Okay, and I don't like the Superdome, so I don't want to be in the Sugar Bowl, but I could be down for the work. Sorry about this, but if Alabama plays in the Cotton Bowl, we're going to have – it's going to be half full because we have Fairweather fans. And That's it's like, true. this isn't a playoff true. game. We're not going to go. It is true. Um, but Ole Miss's stadium atmosphere besides the – that was that was a weird turn back, but Ole Miss's <laughs> okay. stadium atmosphere. Besides, um, obviously, it was relatively quiet to compared to the deafening nature of LSU, the peak of Bryant Denny, which is rarely rarely reached, and apparently Tennessee. 
I felt like they did a good job of making the most of what they have. It's only a 60,000 person stadium. I mean, mm-hmm. they pack it in there. They have really good school spirit, really good culture. They they tailgate really well. Mm-hmm. It sounds like their downtown scene is really awesome. So I'd say they're doing the most with what they have, which is all you can really ask for from them. They have a good light show, good music. It, it was all real good experience besides the cold and the quietness. Well, I'm glad you got to have a good, pleasant experience. Nobody's screaming That has to at be a rarity. You. I think so too. In now the I'm SEC. starting to feel really jealous, so they didn't go. Yeah. Um, but then again, Alabama might be heading to a Citrus Bowl if you had gone, because you know you seem to be the curse. Yeah, I I really just don't think y'all wanted me to go. Um, <laughs> but that's kind of all we've got for our football season. Um, we'll have the Iron Bowl at home next Saturday. Um, not feeling too scared about that one, but I don't want to say anything. I don't know how much we can say about knocking the Iron on Bowl. Wo- knocking on wood. Iron Bowl's always a really good game. Um, once I get back from winter break, I'll definitely try to cover that. And then uh, bowl season, whoever Alabama happens to play. Besides that, if you're just on the craving some Alabama sports and don't want to be heartbroken, this, this might be tough to believe, but Alabama basketball this year. Looking, I'm feeling it. They're looking amazing. They're looking great. Freshmen looking great. Oh, yeah. Um, also, we all know Alabama soccer is in the NCAA tournament right now. I've been to a few games. Real great games. I've worked a lot of the games. So I haven't been into any of the games. Um, but, you know, I've been putting them on TV. Um, and they are in the second round of the NCAA tournament. I was looking Post earlier. They play Portland. Portland on Friday. They beat the crap out of Jackson, Jackson State. State. Sent them back to Mississippi. <laughs> Nine to zero um, last Friday. And if they win this game, I do believe that they will have another home Battle tournament with, game next Friday. Would it be with South Carolina? I saw I they're in the same like kind of bracket where South Carolina and Duke were looking to be playing each other. I do believe so, which would be a rematch of the SEC tournament championship where Alabama lost to South Carolina, we've, but they we've beat split them, with them in this season. They beat uh, Alabama beat South Carolina in the regular season. Um, but yes, we got lots of great Alabama sports, and our team, our football team, is still really good. Everybody just needs to stop. Everybody needs to take a, take if, a breath. If if Alabama beats Clemson in the Orange Bowl, and you say that's not a good season. <laughs> you're, a, you're a spoiled fan. But Absolutely. I'll give you some entertainment to tune into also. Uh, will Alabama basketball ruin or make Thanksgiving great? Because we play Michigan State that night in a Ooh. tournament. Big game. Tune in. Uh, we'll probably be a ranked versus ranked game considering Alabama's ranked 18 right now in the AP. Yep. So we'll get back to sports next semester. But it's been a great time doing it. And well, do you want to announce that you're taking over? Oh, yeah, the takeover is coming, 2023. Um, sports, hopefully we're going to have more luck with Emma off the show. Yeah, yeah, it's probably my fault that I've been talking about it. But this is my last semester with Mosaic. I know y'all are so disappointed. Everybody's crying at home. Um, but yes, All the fans. All the fans are crying relief that all the masses, I won't be able to go to. Millions of people that are tuning in. Um, all the people, but yes, but... Um, we'll have one more wrap-up episode for the semester, um, but Sam is going to be taking over as our podcast producer next semester. We're going to be doing some sports, whole lot of sports, whole lot of fun. Absolutely. See you guys. Alrighty. Well, sadly, like we said, doesn't look like we'll be in the CFP this year, but everybody needs a break now and then. 
we still bleed crimson and always will. Thank y'all so much for listening and always be sure to follow us on our socials at UA Mosaic on Instagram and Twitter and Mosaic Magazine UA on Facebook. Also, be sure to keep up to date on our website for our new fall 2022 stories as they're posted and designed. We'll see y'all next episode for our final episode. And bye and roll, roll tight. tight.